I'm Ezra Fieldsmeyer. And I'm Casey Cantrell. And welcome to Animation and Beyond. And on this episode, we thought we'd do something a little differently and talk about something that's currently happening. You may have heard about that Disneyland has plans to to replace uh, Splash Mountain, which is based off of Song of the South. Because of racial controversy and this thing that's been going on, so they changed it to Song of the South to a more well-known modern one, which is The Princess and the Frog. You know, I'm sure we'll go into this a little bit more for a future presentation, but could you explain what Song of the South is to people who may not be familiar with that? We talked about it in an earlier episode about popular Disney rides that are based on movies not all of you would know. And it was from Disney, which was a hybrid film released in 1946, is based on the Uncle Remus and Br'er Rabbit classic stories. And they're changing it because the film it's based on, Song of the South, modern nowadays, it's considered racist and never been released on video and how what that movie depicts people are sensitive about to this day. Specifically, the film glamorizes slavery and it glamorizes the master-slave relationship, which even back then when it was being released, was it was being called out. A lot of people criticized it, and like you said, it's never been released on video, and Disney has been blunt about that they consider it a shameful part of their filmography, Um, but for a long time, they had used the animated characters and the song in Splash Mountain. Both of those things came from that movie. Yeah, the iconic song we all know as Zippity Doodah. Which originally in the movie was sung by a slave. So obviously very problematic. But yeah, so they're changing it now to Princess and the Frog, which was the first Disney animated film, at least. I don't know film in general, but animated film with a black princess as a lead. I know it was, and it was... The first of their revival era, followed by the successful movies like the Frozen movies, Tangled, Wreck-It Ralph, and others. Yeah, so we thought that we would talk about that a little bit and talk about some other rights that have been changed for various reasons. Some controversial, some just for more innocuous reasons. Now we go to our trivia question. Right, so last episode we asked the question... The late David Ogden Steers voiced characters in both Beauty and the Beast and Lilo and Stitch. Which characters did he play in those movies? In Beauty and the Beast, he voiced the narrator in the introduction of the film, and the other character he voiced was Cogsworth. And in Lilo and Stitch, he voiced Jumba. Other notable roles he did was the villainous Governor Ratcliffe in Pocahontas and the Archdeacon in The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Like a lot of these voice actors, they'll they'll have recurring roles in Disney films. So, so that was the answer to last week's trivia question. Stick around until the end of this episode for the latest trivia question. Before we get to our feature presentation, let's do a word of the day. It's time for word of the day. New words you can say. New words for your rhymes and for your wordplay. By the time you leave this video, you'll be smarter than you was before. It's not the word of the day. So the word of the day we're doing is simulator ride. And can you tell us what that is? Simulator rides, they're not dark rides, they're different, but they're rides that have simulations, like with digital screens, with feelings as if you're on that. For instance, 
Star Tours is a simulator ride. Right, where you're in the spaceship, but the spaceship isn't actually going anywhere. It'll, like, move or bounce around, but all the action that's happening on the screen is just projected on there. You're not actually going anywhere. No. One ride that we will be talking about in this episode, formerly the Tower of Terror, which is now the Guardians of the Galaxy ride, it's kind of a hybrid in that there is an element of a simulator ride because the action's happening on these TV screens, but the ride itself is actually going up and down the tower. So it kind of falls in the middle. Yeah. Okay, well, let's get to our feature presentation then. All right, so... We've already talked a little bit about Splash Mountain, what the changes are going to be and the reasons happening for the changes. We did talk about before, pre two episodes before, that those animatronics were originally from a former Tomorrowland attraction called America Sings. Yeah, and there's actually, it's a long history at Disneyland. In my research, just there is an interesting quote I found from an Imagineer saying that, like, it is a tradition, a well-held tradition at Disneyland to always be changing. Rides are constantly being updated, they're being modernized, they're being improved, they're being changed, so it's always something, there's always something novel for people visiting again and again and again, and that's, that's a big part because oftentimes you, when there is a big change, like this one that's happening with Splash Mountain, you'll hear a lot of people complain, like, I don't want that to change that was a big part of my childhood was hmm. that ride but the fact is is that these rides have been undergoing changes basically their entire existence and i think that's important to note yeah i'm kind of upset they're changing it because that original the theme of it was my childhood but i always found it kind of creepy because if they when they change it to princess and the frog i'll find it less creepy yeah i'm very curious how they will change it to be representative of this of the new franchise what kind of elements they'll incorporate it's pretty interesting to see do we know when the new version of the ride is scheduled to be open sometime after disneyland opens which it was going to open july 17th but it was delayed to a indefinite later date because of covid concerns yeah so there's these dual concerns but i guess it's an opportunity to make some much needed change because again this is something that that hits very close to home for a lot of people, and I think yep. it's a good change. On the same topic of something a bit controversial, one ride that has had its own share of controversy over the years is Pirates of the Caribbean. There hasn't been like a wholehearted change as they, like they're doing with Splash Mountain, but they have made a couple of changes here and there that have upset people who are traditionalists and, and want the ride to stay the same no matter what, and a lot of people thought it was much needed. And specifically those changes were depictions of women in what a lot of people thought were very misogynistic depictions. There's one particular scene in, in the scenes that are playing where there's an auction and they are selling women who have been captured. That has been changed since to have an auction for loot, for treasure, that's being hmm. led by a female, pri a female pirate. Interesting. At the time, I, it met with a lot of 
pushback from from fans of Disneyland, but I think about three years later, I think now, and we don't really hear anyone complaining about it anymore. They're, they've gotten used to it. Was that thing which was considered controversial shortly after the ride opened? So they made this change back in 2017. Like, so this this was a part has always been part of the ride for its entire existence, and it was only recently changed in. in the late 2010s. Got it, got it. Other good examples of rides that have changed over the years, for instance, at Walt Disney World, there used to be, at Epcot, there used to be a ride called Maelstrom, which was in the Norway Pavilion. That ride was Scandinavian-themed, and it was kind of interesting ride, and it had a movie projections, according to what I've read. But it was there until October of 2014 when it closed to get rethemed as a Frozen ride due to Frozen's critical and commercial success. Yeah, and that's actually something you'll often see that rides will be changed to, will be replaced by extremely popular franchises. Like, I think we talked about the Yellow Submarine ride. Like, there was Submarine Voyage, which became Finding Nemo. Yeah, so that was exactly the case here with uh, the Maelstrom, which is now a Frozen ride. I know. It's basically the same ride system. It's just rethemed. Okay, so not much has changed. It's just the content, I suppose, of what's being shown during and the ride. Same, same basic drops, though. And it has animatronics of the Frozen characters and features the iconic songs from Frozen. Okay, yeah. And what's another example of, of a ride that was changed to represent a much more popular Disney franchise? One of the Disney's most failed rides in history, <laughs> which although we talked about this before, but we didn't talk about it as much, was when California Adventure first opened in February of 2001. It was called Superstar Limo. It was when California Adventure first opened, it was the only dark ride there. You go on a limousine, like a Hollywood limo, and it had animatronics of famous Hollywood celebrities. What kind of celebrities did you see? Well, on that ride, they had... I never actually went on it, but on that ride, they had celebrity animatronics of famous people like Jackie Chan, Whoopi Goldberg, Drew Carey. So you said it was one of the most failed rides ever at any Disneyland park. Why was that? People found it creepy. They didn't found it, find it very much like any rides at Disneyland. They found it, thought it was a very poor, not a very good, exciting concept. It didn't have the magic or heart of any of the dark rides at Disneyland. It was also con like affected after the tragic death of Princess Diana. What do you mean by that? Because the development was affected by that, um, by Princess Diana. Because you end up with Princess Diana dying in the midway while the project is still being installed. And suddenly paparazzi are like, that's really bad theme. <laughs> that's a good point. So yeah. Um... According to a, to the Doc Imagineering story, which is on Disney+. Plus. That's an interesting point, because I, I believe Princess Diana died in 97, I want to say. And this ride came out a few years later. But of, of course, it's being developed throughout this whole time. It doesn't just pop up out of nowhere. And yeah, I think that coming off of that, probably not the best look. I know, and then it closed nearly a year after California Adventure opened. And it was replaced by... Mike and Sully to the Rescue, a r the first ever ride in, a D in Disney parks based on Monsters, Inc. And so how did it change the ride? 
some of the animatronics that were the celebrity animatronics were were changed to CDA agents, and one of them was changed to the villainous Randall Boggs. But they repainted the limousines as Monsters Inc. taxis. So it was all basically the same ride system, just completely rethemed. And ever since they changed it, it stayed that way, and people liked it better and thought it was more exciting. And I think it helps a lot that Monsters Inc. is one of one of the most popular franchises that Disney has produced. Which is one of the franchises Pixar has made, like Toy Story, Finding Nemo, Incredibles, and Cars. Can't really go wrong with a Pixar franchise. And I, I, I've been on that ride countless times, the ride based on Monsters, Inc., and I thought it was really fun and exciting. It would have been interesting to, to ride that ride before and after and just sort of compare the experience, but... Unfortunately, we, we can't do that because it no longer exists. But we can see videos of it online of what the ride was then compared to what it is today. And it would be cool to actually hear if, listeners, if you have ridden on this ride, it'd be great to hear from you what your experience was like, what you remember from it. So last but not least, we I mentioned this before, we have Tower of Terror. This ride, I know, Tower of Terror, the Hollywood Studios version at Disney World still exists. But the Disney California Adventure, the one which opened in 2004, was there until early 2017. And it didn't take long, just a few months later, that it was rethemed as Guardians of the Galaxy. And can you tell us about, for people who might not know, what the Tower of Terror was? It was based on a classic 1960s show, which got a reboot um, this past year called The Twilight Zone. And it had big drops on an elevator, I remember. It had a horror theme, I remember, and I found it kind of kind of freaky and scary. It kind of reminded me a little bit of the Haunted Mansion. Uh, just very, some elements are very, very different, but just like that same kind of vibe. I get what you're saying. Yeah, I felt that way too. Yeah, but now it is a Guardians of the Galaxy ride. And we actually got to ride on this ride together, Ezra, when we went to Disney. I remember that back in October. I remember, yeah. It is one of the first rides in Disney Park's history to be based on a Marvel property. And right near there, it'll be adjacent to the new Marvel Avengers Campus, which was going to open next month, but it was changed to a later date because of COVID. And I know that this ride, it's basically the same ride system, only it's rethemed. And it's a little less scary, though, with the theme, but still scary with the with the way the ride is. It's a little more fun and exciting, I guess I would say. Not that the Tower of Terror wasn't fun. I, I loved it, but um, specifically the Guardians of the Galaxy, it plays to the, the humor of that film franchise and the characters and, and just kind of the weird, silly antics they get up to. I know, interesting. I, and I liked it better that way, personally. I mean, that's part of why they make these changes, because it's just a hope to keep improving on the experience and to at the very least, offer something new. And I, th I think that's worthwhile. Okay, yeah. So I think that's about it for this feature presentation. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it very much. If you like what we do, consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash animation and beyond if you do you'll get access to exclusive content so be sure to check it out in the meantime we have a trivia question from ezra 
1979, in Frontierland, a new ride called Big Thunder Mountain Railroad opened. But what was it previously before it was Big Thunder Mountain Railroad? Okay. So if you know the answer to the question, give us a shout on Facebook or send us an email at animationandbeyond at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of Animation and Beyond. Bye! See you later. (laughs) 